everyone, it's Night of St. Draft. Welcome back to the Idiot Brewery. I'm joined by one of my normal co-hosts, Next Door Lolly, and uh, I'm also joined by a guest star this week. Um, uh, you're Marin MTG, right? Is that how you pronounce it? Yep, that's how you pronounce it. Yo, what up, guys? Marin here from Marin MTG. I am a modern streamer, and I brew weird decks for YouTube. There you go. I, I think uh, weird decks is definitely, you know, in our wheelhouse just as well, so... That's your garbage workout. Decks are a little closer to our wheelhouse. What'd you say? <laughs> Do you say I our decks are garbage? Decks are a little closer to our wheelhouse. <laughs> How dare you insult garbage plate combo like that? <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, this is just gonna be a normal episode of the podcast. This is episode thirty-five. That's a lot. Five something. Like uh, that. We've had a lot of episodes. Um, so we're just gonna go ahead and jump right on into it. Um, I don't think we need to talk about the pre-release or anything. Nothing nothing great happened out uh, of the core 2020 pre-release. Play like, blue-white flyers and limited. <laughs> that's that's 100% correct. Um Jack, All do you right. want to do you want to kick us off here? Dude, I do. How many of y'all like persist infinite combos? I do not like combos. You you are not I, a fan. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm not a fan of combos. I play fairly. I, I so think that Dude, same. I love fair I decks. Combos, <laughs> combos are degenerate. I try not to be degenerate unless I'm speed running GoldenEye 007. Yeah, there That's you go. That's fair. See, I'm not a fan of combo decks too, and I'm usually really bad at building them. And this one's no different. This is actually based off of a deck that, uh, by the time this episode is up, it, this video will also be up from a Cafe Live episode from the Games Plus One event in Davenport. So I based it off of a deck that I found there, which is Jund Goblin Combo. So, oh, how this deck works is you've got a pretty standard combo here. It's a Malyra combo. You run Malyra, um, Sylvic Outcast, Putrid Goblin, which is your persist creature for this. You run a Sack Outlet, which can either be Altar of Dementia or Skirk Prospector, and then you run a Wincon. So, let's just break down how this works. Persist, when a creature dies, if it didn't have a minus one, minus one counter on it, you return to the battlefield with a minus one, minus one counter on it. So Malyra says that creatures can't ha creatures you control can't have minus one minus one counters placed on them. So Putrid Goblin gets sacrificed to something, it dies, doesn't have a minus one minus one counter, comes back with a minus one minus one counter, gets a plus one plus one counter, removes it. So you can essentially sack the persist creature as much as you want, and you do that for some kind of payoff. Now normally that's just gain infinite life, haha, ha, you can't kill me, but this deck we're doing it a little more fun. We are running a goblin theme here. Like I said, Putrid Goblin, 2-2 two, two for 2 from Modern Horizons with Persist. That's all it does. It's your Persist creature. Uh, Malyra, as I mentioned, 2-2 two, two for 1 in green. You can't get poison counters. Creatures you control can't have minus 1, minus 1 counters placed on them. And creatures your opponents control lose Infect. And then for our sack outlets, we have Altar of Dementia and Skirk Prospector. Altar of Dementia, really spooking people with Hogak right now. Two mana artifacts, sack a creature, target player puts a number of cards equal to the sacrifice creature's power from the top of his or her library into his or her graveyard. And Skirk Prospector, which is a 1-1 for 1 red, which is a goblin that you can sacrifice a goblin to add red to your mana pool. So, you might be thinking to yourself, okay, that's kind of neat. We can sack it infinitely to Alter Adventure, mill our opponent. That's kind of, that's fine. It kills them, I guess. Um, Skirk Prospector, you can make infinite red mana if you keep if you keep sacking Putrid Goblin. That's fine, I suppose. But Alter of Dementia can be stopped with a Ley Line of Sanctity. It can be stopped with... Orbs of Warning. Piffing Needle. Orbs of Warning. If they're playing 5-mana Witchbane Orb. So, clearly there has to be some other way to win. 
And that's where a card I discovered while browsing elemental cards on Scryfall comes in, which is Lightning Coils. So Lightning Coils, I I think of it as Fair Bridge from Below, is a three-mana artifact. Whenever a non-token creature you control is put into a graveyard from play, you put a charge counter on Lightning Coils. Then at the beginning of your upkeep, if Lightning Co- if Lightning Coils has five or more charge counters on it, you can remove all of them from it and put that many 3-1 red elemental creature tokens with haste into play, and then remove them from the game at end of turn. So if you can just infinitely set put- uh, Putrid Goblin, you just do that before your upkeep, and then you make a billion 3-1s with haste and kill your opponent. So it gives another axis. You- you've got multiple angles here. You've got the lightning coils you've got the altar of dementia and of course just in case we also run a one of murderous red cap which is a good old two two for two and then hybrid of red black red black when it comes to play deals damage equal to its power to target creature player with persist so you could just infinitely sack it and just shoot your opponent and they're dead um so you might be thinking why goblins because this has been done before you could just run devoted company You probably should just run Devoted Company sometimes. (laughs) But this allows you to run Goblin Matron, which is a really good tutor in this deck. Because for a 1-1 for 3 mana, when it comes into play, you may search your library for a Goblin card. And if you do, reveal it and put it into your hand, then shuffle your library. In this deck, it is a 3 mana tutor for most of your combo. It can grab your Putrid Goblin. It can grab your skirk prospector it can grab murderous red cap and it can also draw it can also tutor you another card that can help find your win con which is dark dweller oracle which is a 2-2 for one and a red it's a goblin shaman it's from core 19 you pay one of anything sacrifice a creature exile the top card of your library you may pay you may play that card this turn so get infinite mana and then just keep sacking your persist creature to dark dweller oracle you can exile your entire deck and you can play your entire deck that turn, you can find your win con, and you can win. This deck can sometimes even win against Tron, Austin. It's very impressive. That's that's impressive, because every deck we present on this podcast ties to Tron. I think it all sounded... I think it all sounded good, except for Lightning Coils. Light, lightning hey. Coils is like the weirdest card ever. <laughs> it, it's a little too fair. For a deck that screams degenerate combo, it's probably a little too fair. But it's a super fun card, and the art is hilarious. The art, But it doesn't ooh. let you win on the spot. I don't, uh... I don't get... Why? If, just play if you want to win below. on the spot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't let you win on the spot either. If you want to win on the spot, do Blood Artist or something. Yeah, that's no, true. no, no. But see, that's not a goblin. Yeah, but Neither is like Lightning Coils isn't either. It also, <laughs> and also makes, it makes you win on your next turn. It's not. Well, they don't yeah, make goblins. Well, it, it, okay, so it makes elementals, right? Sure. And it does. It might. Maybe it takes a turn, right? Maybe it takes a turn. So wait, hold on. I, I I'm just confused because like, you go off, right? Sure. You do your thing. You right. sack a putrid goblin over and over again. Whether right. or not your payoff is killing them, right? If it's an altar of dementia, you can mill them infinitely. If it's a murderous right. red cap, you're just killing them. All that kind of right. thing. But you put a bunch of counters on a lightning coil. Sure. And then they just abrupt decay it. How do you, like? How does it make you feel after that? Because like, well, it makes me feel like they're jerks, personally. But... <laughs> okay, that's modern right sure. now. Not Would you consider modern. this fair? I I mean, it's pretty fair. I don't know. 
really depends on the win con I'm going for. If I'm going for Lightning Quills, you get a whole turn. If I'm going for, like, Altar of Dementia or Murderous Red Cat, probably not, because you're just dead. So then right. stick to that. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. other than that, Sideboard um, has some fairly self-explanatory stuff in it. Two Assassin's Trophies, three Thoughtseize, three Ravenous Traps for Graveyard, two Kitchen Finks if I want to just gain infinite life and go ha-ha. <laughs> we have one Banefire because, you know, sometimes your opponent just gets caught off guard, and that was also in the original deck as the original Wincon, so you got to pay homage to it with oh, Banefire. Um, the the Skirk Prospector makes infinite mana, doesn't it? I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, it does. Makes infinite red. Huh. It's, pr it's pretty fun. Um, then Goblin Crater Maker, I have two of those. Two, two for one in red. Pay one, sack it. It either deals two damage to a target creature or destroy a colorless non-land permanent, which is pretty sweet. Mostly just to get around um, Witchbane Orb and stuff like that. But <laughs> it, it hurts Tron. And then we Tron. also run a Rhythm of the Wild. Um, one, one red, one green. Enchantment. Creature spells can't be countered. Ones that you control, at least. And non-token creatures you control have riot, so they can come up with a counter. It can be another way to just go infinite, and it can protect your combo if you're playing against control. And last but not least, we have one Munitions Expert, which is a 1-1 one, one for black-red. With Flash, it's a goblin. When it enters the battlefield, you may have a deal damage target creature or planeswalker equal to the number of goblins you control, just in case. Huh. Nice. So you're so yeah, to that? Yeah, it's that Jund. Makes, that that makes is, me happy. That is Jund Lightning Coil Goblin Combo. Jund Lightning Goblins. Jund Goblin Combo, except we added a card that isn't very good to it. Hey, it's fun. That's what matters. All right. Well, if you went with Blood Artists, you, you can go on a Collected Company variant. Yeah, see? This does have collect. Oh, yeah, thank you. Four collected companies. Oh, there are oh, collected there we go. companies. Okay. And you might see, be asking, why are you running collected company when one of your win cons is lightning coils? <laughs> and I don't have an answer. That's even more of a reason to cut it. <laughs> also, nah, nah. gives your opponent a turn to interact with your stuff. Yeah, I want to. You got to be fair. You, you got to give them a chance, right? No. Oh, yeah. If you're playing a combo, like there's a... no. It's like a no uh, draw your last pathetic card Yugi kind of thing, like where you <laughs> <laughs> you have a turn to kill me. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> that's right. not Mary, that's not you good. Are you are a hundred percent correct. Lightning coils probably should be replaced with blood artist, but lightning coils is just a fun card. And it's hilarious, and I love it. And people die to it out of nowhere. I guess to be fair, people probably look at like. If they look at something like Blood Artist, they're probably more scared of that than they are of something called Lightning Coils. <laughs> like, they look at Lightning Coils, they're like, what does this card do? Okay, I'm not going to die to it, it's fine. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, but yeah, it's the deck. So, you like fair and interactive magic, right, Marin? I do, but the deck I'm bringing to the table today is not, uh, it's not a fair deck, it's a combo deck. <laughs> I mean, it's a, fa it's a fair combo deck. <laughs> It's a fair combo deck, so it's it's balanced. Hey, she's running lightning coils too. So okay, <laughs> no. <laughs> so my deck is called Wake Root Devotion Combo. I just uh, I uploaded it on my channel. I, actually, wait, I think it's uploading tomorrow morning. Um, so it is a combo based around the brand new Wake Root Elemental from Core Set 2020. Oh, it is a six mana for a five five elemental, and you can pay five green. So it's very heavy on green, so you have to be playing mono green. Pay five green to untap target land you control. It becomes a five five elemental creature with haste. 
it's still a land. It doesn't say until end of turn. It just becomes a 5-5. Five five. And uh, so if you can get Nykthos Shrine to Nyx to generate uh, 8 Devotion to Green, or what is it, 7, I think, you can make infinite mana with Wake Root Elemental, continuously untapping Nykthos to tap it again, generate infinite mana, and awaken all of your lands to turn them into 5-5s, five untap them, go to combat, swing with the whole crew of lands. Uh, so we need a lot of Devotion. So we got the brand new Lanwar Tribe from Modern Horizons, which is a really <laughs> nice new piece for uh, Mono Green Devotion. Triple green for a 3-3. Three, three. Um, it adds three Devotion to green and then adds three to your mana pool. So that is ideally what we want to get out on turn two. Uh, speaking of our one mana mana dorks, we got the Arbor Elf Utopius combo. Arbor Elf Utopius Brawl combo. Good old classic uh, mana ramp right there. Three copies of Noble Hierarch as well. This used to be Lanawar Elves. But uh, I wanted Noble because I actually don't have any naturalized effects and I wanted to not be dead to Ensnaring Bridge. Now, the way this Noble is actually going to win through Ensnaring Bridge is another part of the combo that we have going on with Wake Root. So we have Primeval Titan as a playset as well. And Primeval Titan is one of the main pieces of the deck because it fetches our Nykthos to get our devotion for uh, the Wake Root combo. But once we already have the combo online and we go to combat, Prime Time can attack and grab Kessig, Wolfrun, and Stomping Grounds. I'm not sure if you know what those do, but <laughs> Kessig Wolfrun lets us pump infinitely into our creature. Because we go to combo, we activate Wake Root, or we go to combat, we activate the Wake Root combo again, untap all of our lands, make infinite mana, and pump infinite Kessig Wolfrun into a creature to just win. But if uh, our opponent has an Ensnaring Bridge, we attack with a Noble Hierarch for zero, then pump in infinitely. And, um... That's basically how that works. Got a little bit more devotion in the form of walls. Wall of Blossoms, also a brand new piece for Modern Horizons. Monogreen devotion is getting a lot of love. So it's a it's a wall. It blocks, it generates a devotion, draws a card, and uh, drawing the card's nice because we want to dig for our stuff. As well as Carve and Carry Added, which is a three mana, two five wall that enters and draws a card. Again, helps dig for our stuff. Wistful Selkie as well adds triple devotion. It's a three drop, uh, triple green. 2-2 two, two, when it enters battlefield draw a card so all that devotion combined we have the two i, I like having the two three drops that had triple devotion landward tribe and wistful selkie uh being able to generate a lot of mana with nykthos also got two copies of horizon canopy in the land base to crack as well to help find our stuff which prime time can go fetch those out if we need to draw cards and uh the deck did really well on stream we went six and two uh in the video uh, it's gonna look like we went six and one, but there was one match in the stream where, like, Moda was glitching out and literally skipping my phases and not letting me click any buttons. So I didn't want to include that in the video because that was some weird stuff. Um, anyways, six and two or six and one is not bad. Like the deck, uh, I mean, for a Marin video, that's actually pretty good because we play janky decks all the time. Um, Onto the sideboard, we got a playset of Collector Oof. Again, Modern Horizons tech is coming through for Mono Green here. Uh, playset of Collector Oof gives us Stony Silence in green, which we previously didn't have for Mono Green Devotion because um, Stony Silence is in white, obviously. So Collector Oof, nice uh, nice addition. And since there's so much graveyard decks going around in the meta right now, we got a playset of Wheel in Sun and Moon, which is a two mana aura that enchants a player and if a card would enter their graveyard, it gets exiled instead. But importantly, it adds two green devotion, which is nice for Nykthos and stuff. Uh, a couple copies of Damping Sphere to help against combo. Three copies of Choke. Uh, yes, three copies of Choke. I usually only play two, but I wanted to play a third, and I do not regret it. It worked out very well, because that card has been impressing me more and more and more every single time I play it. And then two copies of Obstinate Bayloth. Adds good devotion, but also good against aggro. 
All right, I guess that's the, oh wait, no, I forgot to go over the most important part or one of the most important parts in the main board, Colony Hydra. So for those who don't know Colony Hydra, it has eight devotion to green on it and it costs the green less to cast for each green creature you control. It's an 8-8 trampler. Um, so there was many times during the stream where we just spit out Colony Hydras for free, just dropped them for zero mana. And then they add eight devotion for Nykthos to ensure that we go off with their wake group combo. So I guess that's about it. I'll stop talking so you guys can uh, say something about it. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, I did not realize that Colony Hydra costs less for each green creature you control. Yeah, like I... The last time I, I looked up. at this card, I swear it was the, like, number of green pips in creatures you control. That's how... Exactly. That's yeah. what I thought it was when I put it in the deck. So I started the stream and I was like, oh, wait a minute. I screwed up on Colony Hydra. It doesn't do what I thought it did. But we still played it and it actually worked out pretty well. Does the uh, Wake Root, that's what it is, right? Does it... Yeah. You know, it doesn't give yeah. them a color. Dang. <laughs> I thought it maybe gave the the elemental creatures a color it just makes them into the creature and doesn't actually into do nothing anything. dang it well if you That's if lame. you did that then wake root elemental would be too good and they'd have to ban it in modern so it's a six mana five five that has five mana to activate i mean it's a sweet card i died to it this weekend like twice but it, it makes an infinite combo austin we can't let that degeneracy happen in modern even on turn four I mean, Even when it's a okay, so it's a combo that costs thirteen mana to activate immediately. But <laughs> we, but we actually during the stream we actually did it in every single round because nice. this deck with all that devotion works out that way. I've so seen mono green devotion go really fast, so that 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 math yeah. checks. Yeah. yeah. How many cards does this de does this combo need to go off? All it needs is wake root and a nykthos. That's all it needs. Two card combo, Austin. I think that's a record for lowest amount of cards we needed a combo. That's true. I think the highest so far is what eleven or twelve? Eleven, eleven, twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Two is pretty low, huh? It works out pretty Turns well. Out... Like you kind of need the prime time. I mean, that's true. Yeah. So you don't need. My, my one yeah. question is: you mentioned noble hierarch because you wanted access to things for like naturalize effects. Or no, 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 Under no, it. noble hierarch because we have no naturalized effects in the entire seventy-five. So noble hierarch is our one potential out to ensnaring bridge. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, I thought you were like using the white or blue mana to like naturalize something, and I'm like, you realize naturalize is green, right? But I totally understand <laughs> now. I didn't think about that at all. That interesting. Okay. It's a good card, yeah. Austin. It is. A yeah, as I said, because because you make infinite mana and pump infinite Keswick Wolfron into something, oh, so yeah. you attack for zero with Hierarch and get through a bridge and just pump infinite Keswick into Four it. Damage. After... Boom. Yeah. I mean, back when I played Lantern for that one F and M, I died to a plant token that kept hitting, getting hit by the. Oh, what's the one from Amulet Titan? The red white one. Um, uh, Colony Garden. Oh, wait, Boros uh, Garrison. No, no, or Slayer no. Stronghold. Slayer Stronghold, yeah. It yeah. gives the plus two plus oh, so he'd like swing with the plant and then he'd like hit it with that. And I, I died to that over the course of like 10 turns. It, it sucked. I had no answer. <laughs> well, you to shouldn't, it. A, shouldn't have cracked your Inventor's Fair. I Well, that was actually before Inventor's Fair existed. So. Oh. This was like oh, original Lantern, yeah. It was like the a long times. time ago. The Dark Times. Back when Tezzeret was our main win con. Yeah. Uh, I don't play the deck. That deck is awful. <laughs> You want to talk about things <laughs> things that I think are degenerate. Lantern is near the top. 
Well, it's not the, the first top. time I the first time I ever played against Lantern, I was still a very young Magic player. I had just gotten Bogles done, and <laughs> my opponent, I'm on the draw, didn't know how, what Thought Seize was, and he took my Bogle. And I played it for a few more turns, and then I was just like, "You're never gonna let me draw a Bogle, are you?" And he's just like, "No." <laughs> Game two. So speaking of fair decks, that I guess this doesn't really have a combo. I guess I'm gonna jump into mine now. Um. Who who likes casting Thoughtseize? Do you guys like casting Thoughtseize? Boo. I hate when it's cast against me. I see Boo. I love Thoughtseize. And so I decided to build a deck that basically plays as many copies of it as possible, but not be a wreck. Um so this deck is effectively just set up as a black white mid-range deck. You have um as far as hand attack spells that I mentioned, you have two Thoughtseize, you have three Inquisition of Kozilek. You have three collector brutalities. Um, the original list actually had a um, playset of Tide Hollow Scullers, but that's no longer in the list. You have your basic removal that you'd probably expect, uh, obviously collector brutality kind of, but uh, four fatal push, three path to exiles. But then you get into some of the sort of weirder things. Uh, you have a single Kaya's Wrath and four wall of omens in the main board and you and four lingering souls in the main and you're kind of just thinking like what is this deck doing but effectively what this deck is trying to do is play the control game versus the sort of aggro that most mid-range games can be um and it kind of wins with a uh quote-unquote two card synergy it's not really a combo because it doesn't infinite or like doesn't instantly kill your opponent although it most of the time will um and you may be thinking well what is that uh the um main sort of two-card synergy here is that you play three Soren Grim Nemesis. Uh, Soren Grim Nemesis is a six-mana Planeswalker that does a bunch of stuff. Uh, he's four white-black uh, for a six-loyalty Planeswalker, plus one. This is the important one. Reveal the top card of your library and put that card into your hand. Each opponent loses life equal to its CMC. Uh, has minus X, deal X damage to target creature or Planeswalker, and you gain X life. And then minus nine, put a number of one one vampire knights into play, uh, equal to your the highest life total among all players. So whoever's at the most life total, they get a bunch or that, you know, you get a bunch of tokens equal to their life total. Um and we're using a new card uh from uh modern twenty twenty called Scheming Symmetry. Uh we talked about this last week actually, um, in the Fresh Proof portion. We were talking about how awesome the Seb McKinnon art is. Uh, it's a one-mana sorcery. Choose two target players. Each one of them searches their library for a card and then puts it on top um, after shuffling, of course. And you may think that this card, not very good. Sorcery, your opponent gets to search as well. They get to get the card first, etc., etc. But the way that this works is that you also have a single Emrakul, the Aeon's Torn. So you Scheming Symmetry to put an Emrakul on top of your deck and then Sorin Plus to hit them for 15 right off the bat. Um, and if that's not enough, you can discard your Emrakul to any number of discard effects, Collective Brutality included. You could technically Thought Seize yourself, although that's not very good. Um, but you also have four Liliana of the Veil to like help you just kind of discard it. It shuffles back in, that kind of thing. And then you can hit it with another, you know, plus with Soren Grim Nemesis, that kind of thing. And if you happen to lose your Sorens or they play Pithing Needle and name Sorin or whatever, uh, you can still just play the fair game. You have a lot of 
good attackers. Like in, outside of Wall of Omens, you still play Tassiger the Golden Fang because if you plus him off a of Sorin, you still deal six. But it's also like a one mana four five that just kind of attacks your opponent. Um, you could also play Gurmag Angler in the same spot. Uh, the biggest issue with this deck is that if you do a discard an Emrakul, then you get rid of everything that you would delve away. So you kind of want less cards to have to delve instead of more, but whatever, I guess. As far as the sideboard goes, oh, uh, and then you have 22 black and white lands. Like, what? I, I don't need to go into what they do or what they are. Um, you just have... The only thing that's kind of weird outside of that is you have three Ghost Quarters in them because fighting the Tron matchup sucks. Um, but the sideboard is pretty straightforward. You just got to beat other hand attack decks um, or other combo. Like, technically, you're kind of a combo deck, so, like, you play three, three Leyline of Sanctity just to kind of get around other hand attack spells. You play four Leyline of the Void to stop other graveyard decks because you don't want to play Rest in Peace with your own graveyard. You technically want the ability to shuffle Emrakul back into your deck if needed. Uh, also, Tassiger. Um, you play two Damnations, three Plague Engineers to kind of deal with the creature decks, and then three Stony Silence to kind of deal with Affinity, Tron, whatever I guess you might need. Uh, and it's all sort of straightforward, I guess. The uh, the best or the most interesting one out of this, I guess, would be the Plague Engineer. Um, if you've played against Jund since it's been live on Mitko, you probably know what this card does because it's pretty good. It's a uh, two and a black uh, for a two-two carrier, which great creature type. Uh, it has death touch, and then when it comes in, you choose a creature type, and then creatures of the chosen type that your opponents control get minus one, minus one. Very good against humans mostly. Um, it can be very strong against Hogak if you get two of them out. You just name zombie, and then they just cannot combo you um, because their zombies all die. Uh, and that seems, I guess, pretty good um, from what I would guess. Uh, it's also fairly good against things like Merfolk or Slivers. If you're able to deal with the Lords with your spot removal, it kind of helps mitigate all of the problems that all the other creatures are creating. So that's, um, that is White Black. Uh, I called it White Black Holy Wrath because it's kind of based off of a card from Hearthstone called Holy Wrath. Um, but it's just mostly White Black midrange with a weird dumb combo of Emrakul and Soren Grim Nemesis. So... You guys can you guys can criticize me now for how dumb this how many, is. How many copies of Sword and Grim Nemesis do you have? Only only three. Just because only three? I think drawing two is bad. Also, it's six mana, so like And and it's how many Emrakuls? Just one. How many Emrakul and how many scheming symmetries? Three scheming symmetries. So what happens when you don't have Soren out and you have scheming symmetry? Well, but like, are you supposed to just not cast it? <laughs> I guess you just don't cast it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, the, that's kind of the biggest problem with these weird kind of fragile decks is that you're just kind of sitting there with this one card that doesn't do anything. I guess if you if you don't ever draw the Soren, you could, um, you could go for like the the value thing. Just go get a card, uh, hoping that your opponent doesn't get something that just like destroys you when they cast it. Uh, the other thing could be you pitch it to a Liliana or Collective Brutality. Like you do have ways of discarding cards, um, and they could be it could be valuable in that way. Uh, I agree that drawing one and not having the combo to kind of use it with or whatever definitely sucks. Um, but that's I mean that's kind of when I first originally put this deck together, I completely forgot about scheming symmetry. 
uh, and scheming symmetry made it more playable, I guess. It's not really playable, but like it made it more solidified as far as what I was doing and how I was getting Emrakul on top of my library because originally it was... I don't even remember how it worked. I think I was like splashing blue for like weird brainstorm effects or stuff like that. Ooh. Yeah, it was it was see, not I, great. I can see the headline now. Marin MTG MTG destroys Orzov deck with facts and logic. All right, but you presented a deck with <laughs> lightning coils in it. Hold on a second. I also presented a Bogles deck with 28 ley lines in it. Have you met me? Why am I being assaulted? <laughs> no. Um, I, yeah, in, in like, these decks aren't necessarily perfect. I, I definitely didn't build this to be perfect. I, I just think that the idea is kind of interesting, and it's an interesting way to use scheming symmetry other than what I presented last week or talked about last week, which was um, doing it over and over again with an Obnixilis Unshackled and a Bolasus Citadel in play. I always thought that was kind of... It's kind of cheeky, because, like, you just pay four life to deal 40, but... You also have to, like, put a Bolasus Citadel in an Omnixilis in play, so I don't know. I mean, speak for yourself, Austin. My deck is perfect in every way. Don't at me. I mean, black-white mid-range is just good no matter what. Like, if you have Liliana, Hand Disruption, and Lingering Souls, you win. Like, it's exactly. it's pretty solid. See? Like, I've never done i've never done any wrong with lily hand disruption and lingering souls together uh like every time we've like ever played in the past year and a half every time we've ever played black white mid-range or black white tokens or black white aristocrats doesn't matter what black white deck it is black white's always pretty solid mm-hmm. has nothing really bad about it and i think the worst record we ever got in the league with black white was three and two which is still pretty good it's so, a positive record so, so it's just it's pretty much just black white mid range that has a potential combo in it, and the combo so, yeah. just being like playing this really over the top planeswalker that sometimes fifteens your opponent, like that's, that planeswalker is good. That's kind of sweet. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Grim Nemesis well, is crazy. I, I've, I've even played black white Sorens on the channel, and that Grim Nemesis is just a house. It's, it's a really mansion. Strong. There's just yeah. good Soren Planeswalkers. And also, I and, just like black-white, because your sideboard can be four Rest in Peace, four Surgical Extractions, four Leyline of the Void, and then three Ravenous Traps. So now you won't die to Hogak. You'll still die to yeah. Tron. You will like, still die to Tron. <laughs> you aren't doing anything to that. To be fair, though, this deck is probably a little bit better against Tron, because your clock can sometimes be, oh, take 15. Like, That's true. Sure, you have to get to six mana, which... They've they already cast, you know, everything. Mana? Well, no, because they're going to Karn on turn three, exile your land, Ugin on turn four, wrath your board. But you got to play a set of surgicals in the board, so you oh, just ghost quarter surgical their lands. And that's why you run four in the sideboard, specifically for Tron. Thank there we you, go. Aaron. I'm changing my sideboard to have four surgicals. Now we beat Tron. <laughs> now they have to play a fair game. Their seven mana planeswalker, not as good as my six mana planeswalker. We got this them. This is how Finn. <laughs> Thoughtseize also destroys them too. That's true. That's Enough Thoughtseizes will stop them. I have definitely yeah. beaten Jund or beaten Tron with Jund by Thoughtseizing away all their stuff. Which yeah, Thoughtseize their stuff and then Liliana to make him discard the rest of their hand before they yeah. can play it. And Gosh. also side in Fulminator Mage. Oh, I didn't even yeah. think about Fulminator Mage. You didn't think about what? That's how Aiden almost beat Tron at the PBTQ. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Fulminator Mage, he almost beat Tron. Almost. What if you were, ran Fulminator Mage and Unearthed and Unearthed he was, Fulminator Mage? He was playing 
uh, like an actual black white mid range deck um, at regionals, and he fulminator maged his Tron opponent like six times or seven times during that game, and still lost to a Warm Coil. Like, and eventually they just get to six mana. Yeah, it just it just sucked. Like, oh man, watching that game was so infuriating from being on like the rooting for Aiden side of things. It was so bad. Oh man. Hey everyone, it's Not of Saint Draft, and uh, I just wanted to interject here because we completely forgot to do the ad read in the middle. So I want to just make it short and sweet, and I'll get out of your guys' hair. I just want to remind everyone: if you want to find us anywhere outside of YouTube, if you're listening on YouTube, you can go find us over on our Castbox or Spotify account. They're both linked below in the description, as well as uh, if you're on Castbox or Spotify, you can find our YouTube channel. It's all linked. Pretty easy to find everything. If you are interested in any of the deck lists that were presented today or any of our other episodes, you can find them over on our tapped out account, tappedout.net slash user slash the idiot brewery. It's pretty easy to find us there too. Everything is separated by folders, um, including Marin's video here. Um, I'm linking below Marin's video to her Wake Root Elemental combo deck as well as uh, her YouTube channel. So go check her out. She's great. She does good content. Uh, and if you want to go watch some crazy videos being played on, on Mikko, you can go ahead and go over there and do that. Please subscribe to her as well. Uh, and if you're coming from Marin's channel or anything like that uh, and found us through her, then uh, we want to say hello. Thanks for coming out and listening and everything like that. Um, but outside of everything there, I think I've gone through all of the things we want to do. So just a quick reminder to please subscribe on all of our platforms, uh, kind of get us get our name out there and continue making this great content for you guys. Thanks. All right. Uh, I guess we're going to jump into the second segment here. This one's usually pretty quick, so uh, we'll just kind of jump through it and get everything. Uh, most of our listeners probably know how Fresh Bruce works. Um, but Marin, yeah, I guess you've never done this, but I guess we kind of explained it beforehand. Um, but we'll have Jack go first, and he can hopefully give us a... He's probably scrambling for a card right now, and I have we'll it right it now. I was oh, prepared man, you were five prepared? minutes ago. Oh no! <laughs> Do we all, all right. have to get get a random card? I'm sorry. Do we all have to get a random card? Yeah, you'll have to give a random card to us. Uh, okay, Trying to make it so... too difficult. I I gave them one in like week five or six that they could not build around, and it was. Oh man, that was hard. I don't know if it, what was it. Um, Wasn't it the one that changed his colors? Of yeah, permanents? it was the one that changes colors of all permanent. No, all instances of the word color on something. Like so, or if you change. choose, if you choose like blue, every saying everything on a card that says a color is changed to blue. It was from like Kamigawa or something. It was so bad. All right, but all yeah, right. I got something sick. Austin, do you like lands? I see. I love lands. Yes, lands is one Marin, of my favorite archetypes. Marin, do you like lands? Legacy lands. I mean, just They're lands. Just, it's just lands. I like lands. Okay. Yeah, you need them to play something sometime. Um, this is an interesting land. Build me a deck around Springjack Pasture. I oh. I actually play that card in my Hope of Gear per EDH deck. Yes. And I like to I like to sacrifice the goats to Skull Clamp to draw cards. That's fair. No, that's the that's the way to do it. I've actually played this card multiple times in Commander as well. <laughs> I uh, it's good. I used to put this in a lot of decks because I also played it with Trading Post. Um, 
because you know more goats. What's not to love? Well, 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 uh, Austin. We should we should we should explain how the card works. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay, pasture <laughs> is a land. Um, you can tap it to add one colorless, meaning it goes in Tron and Eldrazi. <laughs> but you can also pay four and tap it to put a zero one white goat creature token into play. And you can also tap it and sacrifice X goats, add X mana of any one color to your mana pool, and you gain X life. Okay, so two points. A it makes tokens, which is great. Um, yeah. I've killed people in Commander by making a goat and putting it a bunch of swords on it and just going to town. Uh, <laughs> um, flavor fail, however, because sacrificing X goats doesn't put a demon into play. That's fair. How is this? This doesn't make any sense. This is ridiculous. I just it don't... can work with Skurzdag, High Priest. You can sacrifice Ooh. a goat and put a demon into play. That's, that's true. That's perfect. So we play that and put demons into play. There, we did it. Exactly. <laughs> I know we're not monetized in the first place, but now we're never going to get monetized. We're talking about goat sacrifice. It's fine. Yeah, you But know it's a game. You... Jack, it's a game. You they can't. That it's they... just a PSA. You can't. It's it's completely legal if you say it in the PSA. They think it's Magic fine. the Gathering is just a game of poker with more colorful art. I don't. I don't think that that's. Well, if they think about magic at all, isn't I think... That, isn't that what it is? I mean, kind of, but not really. Because if okay. not, I've been playing it very wrong. <laughs> You're just like, three of a kind, three daybreak cornets. <laughs> per personally, I want to find... I. <laughs> so, there's probably a way to go infinite with this somehow. Sure. Honestly, like, is that enough mana to go infinite with Wake Root Elemental? What Wait, what? Mean? How? So you get two wake root elementals on the field, right? What? Why do you, you make, need more than one? Huh? Because you don't need more than one. I'm stupid. You get one wake root elemental okay. and a nykthos and a nykthos. You make infinite mana. Jack. You have infinite mana. You make infinite mana, and okay. then you use that infinite mana to make keep a goat. untapping springjack pasture. Oh, and to make infinite goats. Yeah, and then you make infinite mana. Then you gain infinite life. You already have the infinite mana, but then you gain infinite life when you sack all the goats. Okay. Boom. Okay. Why do well, Why like, do you need to gain infinite life when you just win on the spot by killing your opponent? Yeah, just make a bunch of five fives. I don't understand. It's 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 more of a message than anything. I think I'm gonna accept the answer of we make we make uh, some priests that sacrifice goats that make demons. That that. That line works for me, I think. That's I'm more gonna, flavorful. Yeah, yeah very flavorful. Full of flavor. I, I'm going to accept one way ticket to flavor. Eldrazi because it makes colorless mana. That is not correct. <laughs> that is not how that works at all. But, anyways, who's up next? Mm. I guess I'm second because yeah, that's ahead. the order it went before. So, how does this work? I, I just click random and then it'll generate a card for. Uh, yeah, Jack, uh, any any card you've got, uh, and you give it to us, and then we have to build around it right on the spot. It doesn't matter what it is, whether or not you find a random card, or if you have one in mind that's kind of weird or wonky or whatever. All right, well, I'm on Gather, and I clicked random card, and Flurry of Wings popped up. Really? I, I didn't know about this card. I didn't know it existed, I've, but it's awesome. I think I've seen this card before, actually. I used to play back in this standard, though. That's not really fair. I didn't. Green, it's white, like, blue, instant. Yeah. Put X11 bird soldier creature tokens with flying into play where X is the number of attacking creatures. It goes in the bird tribal deck. We're done. 
Wait, does it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I actually just brewed Bird Tribal because I was trying to build with Safara Sky's Blade, the new thing from that Core 2020, so and I I tried it in Bird Tribal, believe it or not, and it actually was pretty good. With, so if like, I can build bad Bird Tribal and stuff. Yeah, Judge is familiar. Like... You got the, the Healer's Hawk. You got uh, uh, you got a uh, Squadron Hawks. Do you, you play Rustwing Falcon? I did have it in a version. Okay. But yes. then I ended up changing the deck to just blue white flyers and yes. I took it out. <laughs> the other three co-hosts of mine are very up on Rust Trust what is it? Trusty Rusty, Trusty is that what you guys call Trusty it? Trusty Rusty. And I hate that card. <laughs> I love it. I played it a lot in standard. I mean, I Thank I you. oh jeez. I, <laughs> I just kept foil, dying to it at that pre-release. I have so. a foil in my wallet and a non-foil in in the uh, crease of my hat. I'm You're... devoted to Trusty Rusty. Oh my gosh. So yeah, Stormcrow uh, is the old meta? Ugh. I guess... Ugh. I don't think it goes in Bird Tribal. I don't know if it... Does it go in Bant Fogs? Bant Tokens? It could also... Okay, it says the number of attacking creatures. It oh, doesn't it's... say attacking creatures you control. So you can even do it if your opponent's attacking you. And you just, like, and make then, blockers? And then Fog. Yeah, kinda. I mean, maybe... Yeah, I guess they're, I they are indestructible if you put Safara in play, right? Yeah. Because all your flyers that, that are indestructible? Yeah. I, I would want to play this with tokens, though, because I'd want to maximize the amount of attackers I can get in a single turn. So I'd want to play, like, Hordling Outburst, although that's a red card and this is a Bant card. <laughs> Just play four colors. Four, four colors, fine. Don't worry about you it. You splash black <laughs> for Bitter Blossom and flashback Lingering Souls. It's fine. It's never... It, every single fresh brews, I think we end up coming with a four color deck at some point. It's well, it's just tradition at this point, almost. So I've got it. I've got it. All sure. right. So your opponent is attacking into you for lethal. They think, ah, this is fine. They have ignored the fact that you've ticked your Aether Vial up to seven, right? <laughs> you play Flurry of Wings and then activate Aether Vial and just drop Safara Sky's Blade onto the field. Isn't it better to just play this, tap four of them, and have a way to, like, flash it in like a Vivian? I mean, you could do that. And you Vivian out a uh, Safara, and then the rest of your blockers are, for, like, one mana, and then the rest of your blockers are indestructible anyway, and then also she gains you seven? I mean, I guess it's kind of the fear factor that I like, because your opponent's wary of the Aether File on seven. Well, they're just worried that you're going to Winding Constrictor and put it up to 15 for Emrakul. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, I guess I have to give a card. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yep. I uh, I am somewhat prepared for this, but not actually prepared. Oh, um, build me a deck around Jinxed Idol. The beginning of your upkeep deals two damage to you. Sack a creature, target opponent gains control of Jinxed Idol. I like the flavor text here. <laughs> is that really the flavor, flavor text? text? I didn't even yeah. look. I just had I just remembered well, the. I think it's the. Tempest oh, the Tempest uh, remastered, remastered one. Oh, the the one that's quote unquote modern, the modern legal version or printed version or whatever is. Uh, Please, honored friend, take it with my compliments. I insist. I love it. So. I don't know. Huh. I'm Ooh, thinking I mean, black white aristocrats again. There you go. Because you sack a you sack a doom traveler or a hunted witness, get a token out of the deal, and like what? black white aristocrats is meant to slowly drain your opponent. So this is a good piece for that, I would say. Mm -hmm. 
I th I think that this is really good if you're playing against like a control deck because just give them the artifact on like turn two and it's kind blue white control decks have a hard time interacting with artifacts sometimes and you just give it to them and it's just a constant damage source and I mean yeah they've got timely reinforcements but they still have to deal with two damage just hitting them on the head every turn which is annoying if you're already on aristocrats I was kind of thinking of something like um mono white enchantments despite the fact that this is not an enchantment that's an artifact right this is an artifact but that deck plays like main board ley lines and yeah, ruined so halo so if you ruined halo jinxed idol they can't give it back to you and it just slowly but kills no, them no you have no you have ley line of sanctity so because it says sack creature target opponent gains control exactly. deck, but if you have hexpert from ley line they can't target and give it back to you exactly and then they just sit there and slowly die to a jinxed idol like you, right. yeah. I agree. Yes, you have to have creatures, and iconically, yeah, I that deck doesn't play creatures. <laughs> I was but... <laughs> counter argument. Yeah, I don't and know. then black white aristocrats if... like that. That would be uh, this would be good in multiples to give to control. Like they have two yeah. of them on their side, they're they're dead. Like they're gonna have to activate a colonnade and sack the colonnade, or like flash in a snap for no value and sack it because they're about to die. So I, I, was... I could see. I'm actually very interested in brewing around this now. How is, I'm sold. How is uh? How is J or not Jinx title? How is um? Aristocrats against control. Um. Well, it it can grind out. It's got a lot of recursion. It's it's mainly about. I mean, black white tokens. Honestly, you know, there's this card that I play in Aristocrats called um, Hidden Stockpile, and mm -hmm. that card, card is an absolute bomb against like grindy matchups. It just gets there in the late game. You just have a constant token generation forever. Also yeah. pair that with Bitter Blossom. Bitter Blossom and Hidden Stockpile together just makes it a nightmare for Control to deal with. That does sound I, like a nightmare. I can, I can attest for Hidden Stockpile because I played it in its standard day. Uh, Hidden Stockpile is a very good card. And honestly, just giving an Aristocrats deck the... I, I like giving decks abilities to attack on multiple axes. So if you do Hidden Stockpile and you also run Jinxed Idol, you have two different types of permanents that are also annoying for your opponent and they have to deal with. So just... Getting them from multiple different directions is a good idea, and I think Jinx Idol fits into that perfectly for Aristocrats. Yeah, that definitely. I agree. I I actually really like this card. I honestly completely forgot about it until it showed up on random, and now we're kind of sitting here like looking at this, and it. I think it's really good. Maybe not. I feel like amazing, I'm gonna brew a deck around it. Yeah, I like this a lot actually. Well, all right. I think that's been the podcast for this week. Um, real quick before I guess we do our little end thing here. Uh, Marin, if you want to let everyone know where they can find you, I th I'm sure that our listeners would love to hear about that. Well, usually in, in collabs, my link would be down below in the description. But well, I, I can uh, do that too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm just, I just say that you, I always give yeah. uh, a little bit of time for people to kind of plug their yeah. stuff at the end here. So. Yeah, and, and also you can find me on uh, Marin MTG. Uh, that's spelled M-E-R-Y-N uh, MTG. And you can find that on YouTube. And also I'm on Twitch as well at Marin Moon with no spaces. Um, you know, social media, wherever wherever I am, it's going to be Marin MTG or Marin Moon. And uh, I do, like I said, modern gameplay three times a week. I brew janky decks. I brew with brand new cards. So if you like all the new sets that are coming out, if you want to see those cards in action, I'm most likely going to be playing them in modern on my channel for your entertainment in the jankiest way possible. So thanks right. for having me. Awesome. It was fun. 
Um, what do I have to plug? Absolutely nothing. Austin? I, I mean, I don't stream anymore, or at least I haven't in a while. But uh, the plan is to go back and start streaming Arena again. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's going to be it for us. This has been Idiot Brewery Episode 35. And as always, uh, just a quick reminder to don't push your bird off a cliff. Don't smack your grandmother. And we'll see you all next week, uh, Saturday at noon. So uh, have a good one, everybody. Professionals, don't worry about it.